This is a Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles, presented by Tech One Designs, 204 Skate Shop, West Side Honda, Capital Motorsports, Golden Tire, and Trans Canada Motorsports out of Brandon, Manitoba. Motocross news from around the world. We're not experts, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Tech One Designs, Capital Motorsports, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Millennium Technologies, TransCanada Motorsports, Westside Honda, and Golden Tire. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, two of my favorite people in the whole wide world, we got none other than Chris Mellon, the sole proprietor as well as owner-operator of 204 Skate Shop. How's it going, Chris? Pretty not too bad. Uh, I glad I could join you for the last of your podcast marathon here. No kidding. Four in one night. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to edit them all and have them uh, released for sometime tomorrow. Uh, really, really awesome night to have all four of these guys on. Uh, this one, the last one of the night, and of course, not definitely not the least of the night. We have none other than Justin Starling, the number ninety nine machine. His favorite hockey player is Wayne Gretzky, and uh, yeah, how's it going, big guy? It's going good. Just uh, enjoying the California weather. Ripping the Honda down in the 250F class in the motocross and supercross. Uh, did great in the supercross. Had uh, obviously hit the deck in uh, Detroit. Came back strong. Uh, finished off the series. Uh, he had some some good motos. Just about scoring a point in the second moto of the uh, the Glen Helen National this last weekend. Going into Hangtown. It's a Monday night, so you're just chilling like a villain. Uh, how's the body feeling after the first national? Ah, it's actually feeling pretty good. I uh, I expected to wake up pretty uh, pretty sore on Sunday, and I actually woke up ready to keep going and keep doing motos. Uh, you know, I've been working really hard on my fitness and you know making sure my body's in tip top shape. And you know, I think uh, I think it worked. I feel really good. Right on. So let's uh, let's dial the clocks back just a, a few weeks. And I realize uh, uh, this might be uh, a little bit of old news, but uh, you recently had a birthday. And, of course, you had a birthday in the best of all places. You were in Las Vegas. Uh, let the listeners in on a little bit of the shenanigans that went on during your birthday celebration in Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, uh, I just turned 21 before, and, uh, you know, I, I had to go out Saturday night. And mm-hmm. uh, I had a good time, you know, I was hanging out with my buddies. And, you know, I didn't get too crazy and do anything too stupid. But, uh, you know, I didn't end up in jail. I think that's the main thing. But, uh, you know, I had a good time, and, you know, Vegas Supercross went pretty good. And, uh, and I was good to, uh, you know, have a little, a couple of drinks before the outdoors, and, yeah, no, no more of those. Did you blow any money on the tables in Vegas, or kept that in your pocket? What was that? Did you blow any money on the tables in Vegas, or did you just keep it all in your pocket? I actually lost like 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a very good gambler, apparently. No, Obviously. me either, my friend. Uh, I think I threw down 20 and I was off the table before uh, before my seat was even warm. Um, so when, uh, when did your focus switch solely to moto training? I know it might have been even a little bit before the Supercross season that ended. Uh, and and in, that, in that training, do you have people that you normally ride with or do you lose some lonely motos in the dust? Uh, I mean, really, you never really train for one... Uh, one season, you kind of just always train 
you know, the same way. Um, during outdoors, you never really want to overdo it because it's very easy to overtrain with doing, you know, 30-minute motos instead of supercross where you're just doing 15 laps, which is, you know, maybe 13 to 15 minutes. Um, yeah, and then as far as with riding with someone, you know, I'm, I've been on the road and, and uh, you know, being out in California, I've been able to ride with basically every single factory rider and, and pro rider, so that's been cool, but I don't really have anyone that I've, like, really just trained with. Maybe... Uh, you know, Kyle Chisholm, I've been riding with him quite a bit, and uh, we're going to do some riding again tomorrow, but um, nobody really uh, that I do my motos with or anything. It's pretty much just uh, go out and do it on my own and, you know, race the clock uh, that my mechanic does. Excellent. Now, so now uh, um, you've, uh, you've you've taken a, a mechanic with you on the road. Um, what's uh, Who's who's in your, your traveling uh, traveling crew as you uh, roll around the country in the XEO uh, Entertainment uh, rig? Uh, we've had uh, my girlfriend. Um, she works for uh, MX Sports, so she actually works at all the outdoors with uh, Will Call and all the armbands and all that stuff. Um, yeah, my girlfriend, uh, she's with us, you know, 24-7. Uh, and then my mechanic, Ian Hendry, um, yeah, he stays on the road with me and, and makes sure that uh, my bikes are all uh, ready to go because... You know, training and riding and uh, and all that stuff, and in one day would be a lot to add in uh, bike work. So uh, he's been used to come in and help us out and uh, keep me, you know, to where when I get back from the track, I can go ahead and get my workout done and then have to wash the bike and work on it for the next day. Right on. So uh, one of the biggest changes for you going into the outdoors is uh, you've got a brand new gear sponsor. You, halfway through the season, you were running. Uh, the unit clothing gear. Uh, they've uh, they went into a uh, a forest receivership. They uh, they pulled the plug so that they could be uh, apparently uh, assessed and purchased by a bigger company. So uh, you you went ahead and switched to a very exciting brand. You went with uh, the Seven Gear. Uh, your friends over there at the Stewart Compound hooking you up with that. Um, how's uh, how's the gear treating you? And uh, do you feel like uh, it's um, do it serving its purpose? Yeah, you know, I switched. Uh, I switched uh, the Saturday of um, New Jersey Supercross, okay. so I, I got I was able to do two Supercrosses in it, and um, you know, it's, it's hands down the best gear I've ever worn. Nice. It's uh, you know, obviously having James, you know, behind it and him helping design it with uh, with Troy Lee from Troy Lee Design. It's uh, you know, with James, it's nothing but the best, and uh, the gear is super light. It's, very vintage so it's perfect for the outdoors and uh it's definitely the best stuff i've ever worn you know hands down it's uh it's top of the line and you know we're working a deal even already for next year so um yeah no, i'm I'm really happy to be with them and i couldn't think of a better uh company to be a part of uh you know to end the 2014 season and you know hopefully start up the you know hopefully the rest of my career and you know unless something else opens up with uh with a team that has a gear sponsor or something like that but uh yeah no it's it's definitely the best i've ever worn and you know i uh really can't thank uh james and everyone at the stewart family and uh even roger larson uh with seven uh for putting me in it excellent now uh when did you head over to uh california i know it's a it's a long trek from uh delan um Florida. So, uh, when did you make it the, the permanent stay to uh, California? Like, did you go at home at all after Vegas, or did you uh, go straight uh, straight to the West Coast and stay there? Uh, yeah, from New Jersey, we went straight to we went from there straight to Vegas, 
and uh, yeah, did the Vegas Supercross, and actually stayed in Vegas for about three days after uh, with the XO Entertainment. Uh, yeah, with the the XO Entertainment Group, and uh, they're based out of Vegas. So we uh, we hung out with them for a couple of days, and and uh, really sort of put plans together for uh, the future. And then uh, we made our way over to California, about a three-hour drive, and uh, we've been here since um, yeah, about three days after uh, after Vegas, and we'll be here till. Uh, uh, Hangtown. So, what what are some of the favorite tracks that you like to ride in in SoCal, and how are much how much are you enjoying all that traffic? Uh, the traffic I absolutely hate. Um, it makes me hate California more than anything. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to the tracks, I'm a really big fan of Milestone. Um, I've always I've always loved that track, and uh, you know, actually, I actually kind of like Glen Helen. Uh, Glen Helen is a pretty cool track, and it's fun. And uh, I think the best part about it is uh, the hills. You know, Florida, we don't have that stuff. So getting to ride it out here is it's a good time. Absolutely. So uh, who all are you looking forward to uh, to racing against this weekend or uh, this week, uh, this whole year, actually, uh, in the uh, the outdoors? I know uh, Brady Kiesel and you and yourself had a, quite the, the battle at the end of Moto2 uh, this last weekend. And who else uh, are you looking forward to uh, banging bars with uh, during the great outdoors? Uh, you know, pretty much everyone. Um, you know, we were talking, like, me and Blake Baggett are really good friends, and I always really enjoy racing him. Obviously, he is uh, quite a few steps ahead of me, and, <laughs> you know, he laughs me in the races. But uh, I really enjoy racing him. But, uh, you know, I've had, I had a lot of good battles this weekend, uh, I think my favorite one out of the weekend was me and Blake Savage. Yeah. We, uh, we were actually at one point, you know, going up the hills, we were rubbing elbows and hitting off each other. But at the end of the moto, we were still good sports about it. You know, we weren't like, none of us were pissed off each other. We were laughing and like saying how good of a race it was. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I'm really excited to race Blake again this weekend. Um, he got me this, uh, he got me at Glen Helen, but, uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to beat him and hang count. But, um, yeah, no, I think Savage is probably one of my favorite persons to race right now. We had a we had a great battle and it was fun and nobody was butthurt about it. Well, it's got to be a feather in your cap to uh, to race against a, a local boy. Savage is basically uh, born and bred for Glen Helen, and to be able to hang with him there, it's uh, got to be confidence inspiring. Yeah, no, it was cool. I knew uh, I knew going in going into the weekend he was going to be really fast because we saw him on practice day and he was on it. You know, like. To every, pretty much every day we've seen him out here, he's been really fast. And, um, you know, I've never really gotten to race him in the past besides an amateur stuff. And uh, so, no, it was really cool to see him, you know, progress so much from amateurs and, and be, uh, you know, a top 20 guy. I think he got 19th in the second auto. And, uh, you know, that's really good. You know, scoring points is huge uh, in the outdoors, especially with such a stacked, uh, stacked group of people. So, no, it was cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. So, okay, uh, what was gnarlier at Glen Helen? Because those hills looked like they were so choppy by the end of the day. Or some of those triples, like that one big one going up the hill, that looked massive. Uh, what got gnarlier by the end of the day? Was it the jumps faces or the hill? Um, you know, there wasn't really... The track was rough, but it was a really... I thought it was a really safe rough Um I think the gnarliest part was going down Mount St. Helen. I mean, that thing was, you basically came out of the corner, gave it a blip of a throttle, and then you were on the brakes the whole way down it because it was just so rough. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it 
you know, it, it took down Wilson, you know, and, and he got hurt really bad. Well, that was disgusting. The back of his leg, but it doesn't look good. But um, I thought the track was, was good. There wasn't anything that was really super gnarly except for that downhill. I mean, you know, half of it, it went from the track being in the morning, like kind of sandy, to at the end of the day, it was kind of felt like I was riding on the rock. And then it was just breaking months other than that. But uh, I thought the track was good. I liked it way better the second moto out of any other time I rode it. Nice. Excellent. So uh, what is your favorite track uh, to race during the outdoors and why? Oh, Red Bud. I, Red. Hands down, Red Bud. That's the best one out there. It's, uh, it's got the best dirt. Um, it's got the elevation. It's got the big jumps. Um, it gets the best rut. It gets rough. You know, there's usually about 15 ruts in every corner, and every rut is good. There's not, like, a bad one. Um, everyone that we've talked to out here, you know, they're always like, oh, dude, I can't wait for Red Bud. They're like, oh, same, man. That's the best track. So, yeah, Red Bud's definitely my favorite, and I've, I've had my best, you know, results there, too. So it's definitely uh, definitely the best one. Yeah, I remember, uh, uh, like, I've never had the, ch- uh, the chance to ride the track, uh, yet, but, uh, I know I was watching a, a helmet cam of a video that didn't mention which track it was, and then, uh, it, it came to, I was like, wow, this track is unbelievable. Look how it just flows. It's fast. It's wide open. It's, it's got a lot of cool, really cool features and stuff like that, and it, it broke the soil. Just looked awesome. And, uh, that track turned out to be, uh, um, t- turned out to be, Red Bud. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to maybe hitting that sometime, but uh, looking forward to you getting some decent results there uh, as you've uh, got some confidence to it. Uh, which track on, on the circuit do you dread? Um, I think going into the weekend, I was kind of dreading Glen Helen because I knew it was going to be really rough. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm dreading the drive to Washougal, but I'm really looking forward to the track. Um. <laughs> I don't think there's a race that I really dread. I mean, Southwick is always a gnarly one because that's like the longest, it feels like the longest 30 minute moto, hmm. but uh, that's not even in the circuit anymore. So, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe Muddy Creek just for the fact that it's so hot there, you know, the humidity is insane. Uh, last year I thought the track, uh, kind of felt like I was riding an amateur track. Um, didn't really feel like a pro national to me. Um, so probably, probably Muddy Creek would be the most dreaded one that was coming up. Definitely. So, XEO Entertainment uh, gets uh, gets you around to the races uh, on the road, and they, they help you out a ton. Uh, how do how is they mainly help you out? And um, say, just kind of run down their support of your uh, your program. Well, the, yeah, XEO, uh, Scott and Jeff are right, so they're, uh, they're the title sponsor to our, uh, our team that we have going on. Um, basically I would not be able to get to any of the races without their support. And, uh, yeah, they, they fill up the rig every weekend and, uh, you know, they, they get me to the races and, and they're, uh, they're fully backing me and, you know, we're putting together some good stuff for uh, the future. Um, we have a lot of stuff in line with them and I'm going to, that's a company I'm going to be with for a long time. And, uh, I really want to help them grow and, you know, even the, the product that they have, I'm, I'm really a big supporter of it. I mean, nobody likes headphones with a wire, you know, like that's the worst thing. So they have wireless headphones. That's the, you know, that's huge. 
So whenever you need to put your headphones on and you can get on the rower, you're not worrying about your phone getting caught somewhere and ripping out and laying on the ground. But, um, yeah, I'm a huge supporter of them, and, and they're a huge supporter of me. And, you know, without their support, I I wouldn't be, you know, in California. And I'd be at home probably working a job just because, you know, Supercross doesn't pay much. And, <laughs> you know, you don't make enough money to make a living at it. So, yeah, without their support, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am. And they're, uh, they're huge. Are you are you wearing some XTO Entertainment headphones right now? Absolutely, of course I am. For that. Wearing the XTO cranks right now. Big MX Radio coming clearly over those headphones, and uh, yeah, it's it's incredible to have them uh, supporting you so much and allowing you to do what you do. Uh, we really appreciate. Uh, like obviously, I know you appreciate them doing their work, and we appreciate them helping you out so that we can have you on to do podcasts like this because the speed that you have needs to be showcased on a weekly basis at the national level. Uh, now it's time for the Tech One Designs Word Association with Justin Starling, and a little bit of a wrinkle this time. I'm going to have both of you uh, weigh in on these guys. Uh, the Word Association uh, brought to you by Tech One Designs for all of your graphic needs. You want uh, t- custom pit shirts, graphics, helmet wraps, uh, decal kits for your neck brace, cell phone, uh, pit shirts, you name it. Even They can even do coffee mugs. Anything you can dream it, they can make it happen at Tech One Designs. So for this, guys, uh, I'm going to run down some uh, basically some, some words or phrases. And I want you guys to give me the first thing that comes to your mind. I want uh, Justin to give me uh, the, the first answer or first response. And then Chris, how do you guys feel about that? Fair enough. Sounds good to me. Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm a bit of a blurter, so uh, I apologize ahead of time or go fuck yourself either way. Perfect, either way. Okay, um, so Justin first, then Chris, uh, or other way around, depending on who blurts out first. But uh, let's start off with I gotcha. Bell Helmets. Oh, best helmet in the world. Wouldn't wear anything other than that. Chris. I'm thinking the Moto... Seven looks better than the Moto Eight. Just saying. Fair enough. Nobody wears the Moto Eight anymore. Moto Nine. Yeah, it's Moto. I know. Nine. I'm dude. I'm old. I'm saying from back. Yeah, in the he's day, think, like when when I say bell helmets, um, he's. I could go like, back to Chris three. Is, Chris is thinking 1996 ish McGrath with the the like the the fins in the uh, uh, like uh, around no, the nose. To be honest, piece there. What I was thinking. Yeah, I was actually a Bell sponsored athlete back in my prime, and they used to send me just like the, the primered ones mm-hmm. because then we just go get them painted. And yeah, the one that I had where I got Corey to paint it, where everyone went to Suzuki's that year, and I was still on Hondas, so I got that Calvin and Hobbs piss on Suzuki thing on the whole back of the helmet. So yeah, that was like twenty years ago, and it was funny and relevant at the time. But yeah, that's what I was actually thinking, and I wasn't going to say it, but way to go, Brad. There it is. Perfect. Long-winded as usual, but we love you, Chris. All right, second it. thing on uh, Tech One Words Association, D-Land, Florida. D-Land, Florida? Yeah. Oh, it's home. It's, uh, I think it's the best little town you can uh, you can be at. And Chris? Yeah, warmer than Manitoba. True. What about a CR125 two-stroke? Oh, that's heaven. I would uh, I would love to to have my 125s, my Honda 125s from back in the day. Used to just sing those things, just hold it wide open and let them rip to the moon. There you go. And Chris, uh, good memories and one bad one, but uh, yeah, 
I like the steel frame better than the aluminum. Agreed. Um, Dunlop MX-31. 31? See, I run the MX-32s. Oh, okay, 32s. And, uh, yeah, the new car. That's the best car out there. I ran it all uh, all day in Grim Helen, and I have it on my practice bike. It's my favorite uh, Dunlop. And Chris? I haven't tried one yet, but I'm going to have to burn through a couple before I end up paying for one of those. But they look sick, and everyone says that uh, they seem to be the thing. Well, I think we're going to hook you up with some golden tires before you get on any Dunlops. But That's what I'm saying. Next one uh, is Germany Supercross. Uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite uh, favorite Supercrosses, you know, series-wise. Uh, we were actually just talking today how uh, how ready I was to go back over there and race. Uh, wow. Fun, good time. And Chris, I'm just hoping do they have like the massive beer and the Wiener Schnitzels at the event? You would be asking about Wiener. Well, yeah, no, like food and food and beer. I'm there. Red dirt bike part time. Absolutely. Yeah, they have uh, good beer there too. Next well, on the list is actually not a th- it's not a thing. It's Zach Freeberg. Uh, Zach Freeberg, one of the one of the hardest working kids I know. Uh, I wish he was racing right now, but uh, I think he's doing the mechanic thing. Fair enough. And uh, and Chris, what do you know about Zach Freeberg? He's one of the hardest working people. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the hardest working people I know too. Right on. Well, uh, all, all seriousness aside, I think uh, we'd all like to see Freeberg uh, back at the track, but that's what he's pursuing now. We wish him all the best of luck. Uh, now, next thing on the list. Disney World. Ah, Disney World. Uh, my mom used to work there, and uh, we used to go all the time. Uh, it's a very happy and magical place. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely a happy place, especially when you go with Malcolm Stewart. Uh, what about you, Chris? Oh, God. That's <laughs> uh, funny. My mom and sister just got back from there. They are there like last week, and they said it's pretty fun as adults, too, because they serve adult beverages everywhere, apparently. But, uh, no, I wouldn't mind going. I think it would be a wonderful, magical time. Would, would you go with Malcolm Stewart? Oh, dude, I think it'd be a blast, but then we'd have to rent, like, those scooters just so we can moto around because we were looking at it. Like, my mom was showing me all the shit where they went on the maps, and it's just pretty much a moto track if you look at it that way, yeah. you know. Uh, and, Justin, do you think that Malcolm would go with, uh, with, with, with Chris? Uh... I don't think Malcolm ever wants to go back after the uh, experience that me and him had there. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do to him? What'd you do? Uh, well, we were hanging out at his house, and we were an off day, and we were just kind of deciding what to do, and he was really close to Disney World, so we were like, oh, dude, let's just, let's just go. You know, let's just, we'll just go and hang out for the night there and ride some rides, and we show up, and it's just me and him, and we were young. I think I was probably 16, and... He was 17, and we, uh, yeah, we get there, and just, uh, we got there on a gay, gay pride weekend, and uh, nice. he wasn't too pumped about it. <laughs> well, and obviously, they think none that you're there for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of us knew. We were just like, we got there, and I was like, we were both like, uh, what? And he was just flipping out. He wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Needless to say, we left pretty much 10 minutes after being there. Awesome. I think that if you just would have got over it, that could have been the funniest thing in the world. Just like, just people <laughs> watch. Just fly on the wall, pull up a bench, sit down, and uh, watch yeah, the I think hilarity. That's all we did. We walked in, 
and we saw it. So we sat down and we're like deciding what to do. And we're just like like sitting there, and we're like, yeah, okay, let's just leave. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So next thing on the list, and B, believe it or not, we're still on the same segment. The next one is Whipper Tales. Whipper Tales. I uh, I have my moments where I can do them, and then I have my moments where I have no idea how to move the bike. Fair enough. Same here. Mostly not knowing how. True. I say the coolest things when done right and the most amazingly terrible things when people think they're doing them right. Oh, 100% perfect true. Perfect answer. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that is extremely accurate. Uh, I don't even remember what I said. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, next on the list, 7 Gear or 7 MX. Hands down, best stuff you can put on your body to ride a dirt bike. Chris? See, I don't have the 7 gear, but I have that 7 helmet, and it's the most beautiful. I got that white one, and, man, I'm oh, scared yeah. to ride in it. I don't even want to get it dirty. Like, I wear my black one all the time, and the white one just kind of sits here, and one day I'll wear it, but, man, that is one sexy helmet, that's for sure. Agreed. Uh, next on the list, skateboarding. Oh, man, I was just hoping you weren't going to ask that question. I'm sure you guys have seen me loop it out on Instagram. Well, I saw it. Uh, <laughs> it's just part of the fun, you know, I, Yeah. Yeah, I try. You know, I was pumped to get the board, and, you know, I haven't stopped riding. You know, out in California, that's a good way to get around. But, uh, yeah, he's opened up the skate park down the road, and we're going to go ride it tomorrow on the skateboard and see how it is. Mm-hmm. Right on. And Chris? True. I say... The coolest things when done right, and the most amazingly terrible things when people think they're doing them right. <laughs> so, and then uh, next on the list, Detroit Supercross. Justin. Oh boy, that was uh, the city is very scary, and we didn't like it because it was let's go there was scary. Um, I think that was one of my favorite Supercrosses of the year. I just don't know how to go down uh, the stands, basically. Uh, uh, when coming spot, down from I the like peristyle was a bit of an issue. Yep, that was, uh, and that was kind of funny in practice, and, you know, leading up to that, that was one of my favorite parts of the track. <laughs> I just happened to uh, be a little too far to the right, and, yep, everyone knows how that turned out. It ended up being, you know, Vine videos and YouTube remakes of it. Right on. And and Chris, I believe uh, we watched this one together. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing. That whole race, that's all I remember, is launching. And I can't believe you, you, like, I mean, you sat there. Did you just, I think my first comment was, he's dead. I'm like, he's dead. Like, that's it. Like, I mean, uh, first guy dead in Supercross. And, but, like, you just knocked the wind out of you, or what happened with that one again? Did you break something? No, I, uh, well, I separated my shoulder and, uh, I mean, it wasn't a bad separation, but it was, it was enough to where it, it hurt me for a while and, and my collarbone was hurting pretty bad and I broke a couple of ribs. Uh, my left hip got it really bad. My left hip was numb for like three weeks after that. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't get knocked out or anything, obviously, because I was wearing a bell helmet. Can't get knocked out in those things. That's right. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I just knocked the breath out of me really bad, and I couldn't breathe. So, yeah, I, I laid there for a minute, but once I got my breath back, I was trying to get up, but the, uh, the medics wouldn't let me because they, when they were trying to talk to me, I couldn't talk yet because I was trying to get my breath back, and they told me I was, uh, or they told the other guys that I was knocked out. So, 
they held me there for the whole race. But I was, uh, yeah, I just got the breath knock out of me. And that was fun. I, I remember because when we were watching it, the way that it bucked you, but you were still going down. So if the ground was kind of flat, like you still would have been doomed, but it just made it that much worse slash better for TV, being that you still had to drop another five feet or 10 feet or whatever it was, you know? But no, that that was yeah. some nasty, nasty stuff, man. Yeah, I think from where they had the little single that dropped off, it was like a, a five five or six foot gap that they were talking about. And uh, yeah, so I came off that third gear wide open and fell an extra five feet and got slammed down. Um, yeah, we were talking about it with uh, Blake Baggett this weekend, and yeah, I didn't even like, there was like a little edge that I could have almost rolled off of, and I completely missed it and just slid. Yeah, that was nasty. Alright, yeah, on the last, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it, it hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, yeah, no, that's uh, kind of uh, good on you for battling back throughout that uh, for the rest of the Supercross season, and uh, uh, hopefully all those issues are, are behind you and you can go ahead and be successful. Last two things that are on our list, I'll say them together. We go Goon Riding and then Monster Girls, both your responses. Uh, goon Riding, um, not that good at it. Uh, I'm always scared I'm going to you know break something on my bike, but I've... Uh, just watched the new Ronnie Mac, and, you know, it's kind of like the whole Whippertail thing that Chris is talking about. You can either be really good at it or make yourself look really stupid. There you go. Um, and then Monster Girls, it's, you know, I don't ever really look at them. I have a girlfriend, but uh, I think they're what kind of keep this sport alive, honestly. Everyone wants to go see the, the Monster Girls at the same time as the racing. There you go. And Chris, uh, those two subjects? Well, I, I just couldn't help but... Uh picture them both together like goon riding a monster girl like i just think that would be fucking hilarious and someone has to make a video and well if, if ronnie mac can can make that happen that'd be uh that'd be great um well see he's cbr he likes he likes pass through ribbon that's what he runs so he'd have to get you know a woman in, in the pbr outfit or something like that Ooh. no monster girls for him what would the PBR outfit look like, though, for a woman? Would it just be, it would be like no top with overalls? I have no idea. It would be, it'd be just an empty box duct taped on with stickers. But I think Probably. you could mix Monster and PBR to be an amazingly horrible beverage. But, you know, you can market it with Ronnie Mac and Monster Girls, I'm sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. They could probably do it. What's that? I think they could probably do it. Oh, for sure. We have the technology. I believe that it can happen. All right, let's uh, let's break for commercials quickly. We'll uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Uh, support our sponsors so we can continue doing these shows. And uh, we'll be right, right after this with Justin Starling. If it was baseball, his rookie card would be worth a small fortune. If it was football... Every kid would be wearing his jersey. But Jeremy McGrath had other plans. To take a motorcycle and to show the world how far your dreams can take you. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. 
from the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Selkirk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at one 482 7782. Boom. So, do you like stuff? Or possibly things? How about a huge selection of motocross and street bike gear from apparel brands like Troy Designs? Alias, Icon, and power bands, every single color you can think of. How about 25 years of custom suspension and motor service for a full service shop, all of which you can find at Capital Motorsports. Mention this Big MX podcast to receive a VP gas can with spout for only $40, as well as 100% off your next set of motocross tires. Just kidding, we can't back that up, but ask for about it anyway. Check out Capital Motorsports at 157 St. Anne's Road, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Or call them, not so toll free, at 204-237-6686. And we're back. Um, back we're here. Uh, on the Big MX Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, and all those other sponsors that you just heard in our commercial break. We're on, on the air with Justin Starling, uh, number 99 in the 250 class. So, uh, Justin, any thought at all to ride in the 450 outdoors? Because I know when we spoke last time that you fancied yourself a bit of a 450 specialist. Uh, I mean, I'd like to. I think it'd be fun. I, I think I'd probably do a lot better. Uh, I'm definitely more of a 450 guy. But, uh, you know, it's, I think right now, you know, the, the rest of your career ends up on a 415. I think the, uh, definitely, uh, you know, you want to, you want to ride the 250 as long as you can. I ride the 450 in Germany and I love it. You know, it's always really fun to get over there and ride the 450. But, uh, you know, I mean, probably not this year. I think next year we, we've talked about it, uh, maybe doing, you know, the 250 and supercross and then, uh, jump to the 450 for outdoors. But, uh, we just have to see how everything you know plays out and uh, how it ends up. Is there uh, is it much better pay? Because I know the pay is terrible in outdoors, anyways. But is it much better in the 450s than the 250s, or is it pretty much the same? Uh, it's you know Supercross is a huge, drastic change, and it's a lot different. Um, and outdoors, I think it's honestly each position's like a ten dollar difference. Uh, yeah, they make a little bit more money, but not not a whole lot. Because yeah, I was just totally, I, yeah. I, I was just listening to talk about how terrible. Like twentieth place is like two hundred and something dollars a moto. Two eighty. Like what? The yeah, fuck I is think that? I made five. I made five hundred and ninety bucks this weekend. <laughs> Dude, I've made that at a local race here. More than that, you know what I mean? And I fucking suck. Yeah. I've gone to local races and winning one overall and one class. Has been like seven hundred bucks, you know, or a thousand bucks, and then yeah, I get something in a pro race, and it's just nothing. And how much did you sweat in that one local win? And entry fee was twenty five dollars rather than two hundred and fifty. 
That's incredible that uh, um, that that continues to go on in in, in that fashion. Um, so uh, I, I gotta ask, like I've I've been had the pleasure of riding Glen Helen. So how does Glen Helen uh, on a Thursday compared to National Prepped uh, Glen Helen? And um, yeah, go ahead and, and uh, run that hole down for us. Uh, I think. Uh... You know, Thursday, there's a lot more riders than there are on, uh, on race day. Um, it, it, it's pretty rough, but I think, uh, race day is definitely a lot more rough. But, uh, yeah, race day is a little bit better than the practice day because they, they can take care of the track a lot more and everyone's not just burning lap after lap. You know, there's only 30 minute motor and there's track prep and then 30 minute motor and track prep. So, um, you know, it's a lot more moist on uh, race day, but uh, yeah, I like it better on race day. I think it's the tracks a, a lot better. They don't have enough time to do anything for for practice days. You hear, you heard it here first. Justin Starling likes it moist. Uh, <laughs> oh, with all the training and motos that you've been doing uh, um, to get ready for the season, have you gotten an opportunity to do any plate riding at all? Uh, no, not at all, actually. Um, Pretty much every day that we've rode, uh, we've had to just pretty much just get the motors in and then be done. Uh, California tracks, you know, by by noon, they usually start getting pretty blown out and they're not as good because it's just the dry heat and everything dries the tracks out. So uh, you pretty much just get your motors done and you leave. Um, I probably won't get to do any play riding really until uh, after round four when there's a weekend off. I'll be able to go on the weekend and you know just go do whips and stuff with some friends. So if if you were to have a uh, a like a a game of horse with uh, Malcolm Stewart uh, with just freestyle tricks, no whips involved, uh, who uh, who'd win that one? If you did what? What was that again? If you played a game of horse or say skate uh, with um, with Malcolm Stewart on uh, just doing freestyle tricks. Uh, which one, uh, like, uh, who would win between the two of you? Or do do either one of you have any tricks to, to, to pull out? I have a couple tricks. Nothing uh, to brag about. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Malcolm do a trick, honestly. I mean, if, if it came to a whip competition, he would probably smoke me. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen him do anything maybe than, like, a one-hander, and that's probably just a full tear-off. He's not a, he's not a trick guy. Well, if you if you ever challenge uh, Mr. Mellon to uh, uh, to a trick off, I think uh, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised of his uh, his his skills on the bike. He likes to. Uh, I, I wouldn't challenge him if I were you, dude. <clears throat> one footers for days, like you don't even know. I got knocked out from trying to no footed can. So that, after that, it was kind of like the end of my freestyle career. Yeah. I I broke both my wrists doing uh, fender grabs, so uh, fuck that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of freestyle. I mean, I, I love the sport. I think it's sick watching those guys do that stuff. But when it comes to me doing it, not a fan. 
Right on, right on. So how do you keep it fun uh, at the racetrack? You say you're like just throwing in motos, 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 motos. Uh, does it still stay fun for you through the year? Like we know we've had uh, heard uh, Villapoto saying that it's now become a job and he's not enjoying his training. Uh, do you still c- able to keep it fun from week to week? And is that why you surround yourself with characters like Kyle Chisholm? Yeah, I mean, obviously if I wasn't having fun, I definitely would not even consider doing this sport because it's so demanding and you know, it's very, there's a very high risk in it. Um, yeah, the way I, the way I keep it fun is I, I enjoy doing the motos. I think, uh, anytime I'm riding my dirt bike, whether it be, you know, a day where it's just a really crappy day and everything's going wrong, and I'm, but I'm on my bike, I'm still happy, you know, and, you know, I think, uh, I think that's what keeps it fun for me is anytime I get to ride my dirt bike and, you know, doing motos, I'm a really competitive guy, so I always try to beat my last time. And uh, that's fun too, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, riding with people like Kyle and stuff like that—he—he's uh, a really fun person to be around. You know, he pit, he pitted with us this weekend because uh, he just got up a pickup truck, and you know, he kept it really fun. And I was pretty, uh, you know, upset um, with some stuff with the bike after the first practice, and you know, he, he kind of turned my mood around. You know, he was like really positive about everything, and then I went on the next practice and it was really fast and qualified pretty well so you know as long as you surround yourself with good people and and have fun uh you know i think that's what what keeps it uh keeps it a good time you don't always have to be play riding to have fun true 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 well okay on on that having fun level here uh kid there's a question you might have to pick your brain you might have to think about this for a minute um if you were an imaginary team manager for a day with any riders from any era, but you get three two fifty, three four fifty guys, or one twenty five two fifties from back then type of thing. Um, but you got to ride with them in the semi. There's no flying, so you know you want to pick some guys that are kind of fun to hang out with too, if you want. Or you can just go straight championships. Uh, who would you pick for three two fifty guys and three four fifty guys? Uh, for sure, Baggett. You know he's a he's a really cool person to be around. He's really funny. And obviously he is a you know a past champion and he can do it again and I fully believe that. Definitely, um, yeah, definitely, definitely Blake. Um, you know, uh, probably Cole Seely uh, for another one, and then uh, Cooper Webb uh, as as another guy. He, those are all really cool people to be around, and they're also very serious, but they're really funny at the same time. You know, and as you can tell, they can win, and uh, I believe Cooper will win by the end of the season, and uh, so will yeah, Cole. So and then for 450, uh, definitely James. Um, he has a big heart, and he's you know I've, I'm sure you guys have seen his his videos of him you know impersonating uh, Ricky James and all, or Rick James and all those guys. So yeah. obviously he has a really funny side to him. Uh, I would go with him. Uh, Barsha, because he's pretty yeah, hilarious, and he's also you know very fast. Um, and then probably uh, has it'd be tough between like Rocks and Eric Kennard, you know, because they're both really funny guys and they're both really fast guys. Um, probably Roxon, uh for like the third four fifty guy, and you know, I think that would uh, that'd be a solid team and a fun one to be around. 
Yeah, for sure. So you're going to leave Malcolm uh, just out in the cold in Florida at home. I get it, if you're going to be that way. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I think uh, if it was, you know, if he was a full 250 guy, you know, he would definitely be my 250 guy. But I think uh, I think by the end of the season, he'll be, you know, he'd be one of the guys I'd choose. I think right now, uh, he's not a rookie to the 450 stuff, but now he is a 450-only guy. Yeah. So it's... Uh, you know, I think this is his rookie year because next year, after well, after last year outdoors, he knew he was going back to the 250, so he was kind of like a fill-in guy. But um, I think uh, I think he's going to do some damage here pretty soon. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't think he can win a title yet. That's not like no disrespect to him. I just that's what I think. No, I think next year might be the year that uh, we could see him putting in some podiums and race wins, even potentially. Yeah, I mean, he podiumed uh, a moto last year at uh, Bud's Creek. The first oh, for sure. Yeah. No, no, yeah, but so I mean, more I consistently think, than uh, than the one-offs of a year type of thing. Yeah, I think I think by... I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I, I'm going to bet by Red Bud he has an overall podium finish. Yeah, I can hmm. see that. I, I fully That's, believe uh, that. He, he's in good shape, and he's fast, and he has a really good bike in it's a bold statement, young man, and uh, all, all we hope the best for uh, for Malcolm, and hopefully we can do one of these with him uh, in the near future. Um, it's time for uh, some from some listener questions. We we canvassed a few of the listeners uh, to uh, to ask you some questions, and if they had an opportunity to uh, to ask you a question, what would they uh, what would they ask? So, are you ready for uh, for those? I'm ready. Okay. So these are the West Side Honda curious questions. The first uh, question from Ethan Spaggard: uh, At what age did you start getting serious about motocross? What was that again? Sorry, my service is not good out here. Sorry. Uh, at what age did you start getting serious about motocross? Uh, probably around nine or ten. I think uh, when I was on fifties, I had won a lot of titles. But when I won Loretta's on the 50, I think that, like, at first I didn't really realize what I did. And then I was like, oh, man, you know, this is kind of big because everyone had told us and all the sponsorship people that were coming after. I had Yamaha, Honda, Suzuki, and Cali all offer me contracts for the next year. And I was like, whoa, maybe I can do something with this. And, yeah, probably around 9 or 10 was when I was like, this is what I, I want to do. Right on. Uh, Amanda Ralph asks, why why do the ladies love motocross racers? Uh, I have no idea. Maybe because we can do cool things on dirt bikes. You know, we can, we can whip every now and then and stuff like yeah. that. But, uh, man, I don't know. A lot of us don't have a lot of money, so I'm not really sure why. I think it's kind of a dumb decision. <laughs> <laughs> Chicks like smelly uh, dudes. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. They do like smelly dudes. I guess you could say that. Yeah, maybe we're, we're faster with our fingers and stuff. Good reaction. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, Noah Robinson asks, do you have any start strategies or routines that you normally go through? Uh, no. No, I, no? everything. It's, it, I kind of just, maybe I should because my starts are absolutely pathetic. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I don't, I'm not a very superstitious guy. Uh, except for when I'm in Germany, I'll make sure I put my sock on the same way. But when I'm over here, it's like, 
no, I, I, it's wherever everything goes, it goes. I'm I'm not picky about anything really. Well, maybe I could uh, give you some tips. I was helping Brad at Grunfall this weekend with some starts, and it seemed like it was semi working. I need it because yeah. there's a photo of him racer X with me, and I, I swear I'm last. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> well, re- rest assured that if I if if me and my Kawasaki 252 stroke were on that line, that uh, there'd be at least one person behind you, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I, I would hope uh, there'd be at least one behind me no matter what, but. I think, <laughs> I think I was pretty much 40th. Right on. Um, so uh, Carson Weeb asks, what kind of music do you listen to to get yourself hyped up for the music uh, for a race? Um, Hello? Oh, he's gone. Uh oh. SpaghettiOs. Skeddy and meatballs. That's just dumb. Hello, dumb. And we're back. Sorry, uh, we dropped you there. Uh, dealing with okay, some cell phone issues nervous. down there in SoCal. Signal's not so good out here. Sorry, my friend. Uh, it's all good. Uh, so Carson Weeb asks, "What kind of music do you listen to uh, to get hyped up for a moto?" Uh, kind of a mixture of uh, like some rap or maybe some. Alternative with a little bit of dubstep. Uh, Ooh, not really picky. All of my something that gets the beat dropping. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a mixture of everything. I'm not like a really picky guy. It's between those three. Have you ever listened to uh, the Rider of the Year by Adam Enticknep? I listened to it today, actually. <laughs> for yeah. the first and what time, do you think? I, uh, I listened to his JS7 yesterday for the first time, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, this is actually pretty sick." And then uh, I was like, oh, I mean, I'm going to search his SoundCloud and, and listen to his songs I heard right over the year. And I was like, man, this is good music. I actually have them, like, you know, re reloaded or whatever to where, like, they're on my little, like, SoundCloud page so I can listen yeah. to them again. Like, I actually really was impressed with it. Shake it for the Rider of the Year. Yeah. R- Rider of the Year. Uh, <laughs> R- R- Rider of the Year. Uh, uh, and final, final question of our uh, Curious Questions is... Uh, Mike Ross asks, "What's the biggest, uh, what's the biggest injury that you've had, and did the recovery make you stronger mentally?" Uh, it's kind of a, a kind of a mixture, you know. I've had a, I broke my femur, and I had two plates and seven screws in there, and, but I had a good doctor. I was back on a bike in less than a month, and uh, that thing was clean, broken through too. So, um, you know, that one, you know, that was kind of a make or break if I wanted to come back or not, and you know, I did. I came back a lot stronger, but. Uh, Back in, man, 2008, I think it was, 2007, I crashed and broke my wrist. It had third-degree burns from the bike laying on my back. Uh, it was on my back and the back of my arm, and I actually still have the burns just because if I crash or something, it opens them back up. It doesn't literally let them heal. And mm-hmm. uh, also riding doesn't really let them heal either. So, um, you know, I would probably say that was my worst. And, you know, mentally that's made me a lot stronger because, you know, I have – you know, my arms wrapped up at all times and I have, you know, tape and pads on my back at all times. So I think that's what made me most mentally stronger is because I'm still pushing through it and still going and it doesn't even bother anymore. It's like just life is used to it. 
Right on. That's a great approach. And that was the Westside Honda Curious Questions. And from there, we'll go straight into our uh, our trivia, the Golden Tire trivia between Chris Mellon and Justin Starling. Uh, you two are in for in, in for a treat. These are Uh-oh. some questions that I actually uh, I pulled from uh, the uh, ones that I submitted to the Papa Mech show over six months ago. So none of these are all that current. Um, so the very first question in our, our Golden Tire trivia is, uh, Ricky Carmichael was only uh, was only unable to defend one title in his career. What, what, what title was that? Uh, the tallest man alive. Ha ha ha. What? Uh, two... 2000 and now he won in won in 2006 and Supercross. It was the 2004 Supercross. Ooh, I was going to say uh, that he was unable to uh, come back and uh, he he obviously had knee surgery that off season or the off season in 2003. Didn't race 2004 and uh, that's the only Supercross uh, championship he didn't win in the big bike class. Didn't did Reed that win that one? He did. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was actually that was a great now, season. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you would have been like six. Oh come on! I wasn't that young. <laughs> I was on eighty-five. Yeah. That's probably ten, seven, or eleven class. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you're probably still on sixty-fives at that time. Come on, bro. I was sixty-five and eighty-five. I know. I know. I was on eighty-five in two thousand four. That was my first Perfect. year. Good. Um. Uh, so next question: What number did um? Uh, what did, what number did Ryan Dungey wear uh, during his full rookie season? Sixty-two. Whoa, you jerk! That, was that it? Yeah, it was. No, no. Okay, I get the guess though. I'm gonna say Batman symbol. Okay, uh, that one goes to Justin. Damn it! <laughs> what uh, what next question? Did he run his first ever amateur pro race though? We, we already we had that question already. Is uh, like. No, no, he had answer gear, and he's rocking like he was wearing answer was gear. It, but I'm trying to remember. It was, was it something. What, like was it 142? Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember his first year being on, you know, the Suzuki with answer gear, Darnay yeah. boots, and one Leroy, Leroy McCullum was his uh, Leroy McCullum was his um, mechanic. Yeah, 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 and I remember. I just remember the 62. Yeah. Uh, next question. It's one nothing for Justin. Uh, what year did Nick Way turn pro? Nineteen ninety four. Ooh, you're dating the old guy. I'm gonna say uh, ninety six. It was nineteen ninety eight. He's the two. Is the nineteen ninety seven Horizon winner from uh, from Loretta Lynn. So he turned pro in ninety eight. Um, you're neither uh, of you gonna get that question right. I just thought I remember he was uh, he was battling with Wyndham at the end there, and I was just trying to place him at like Wyndham's time. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but he was uh, quite a bit younger. Um, Wyndham turning pro in '94, technically. Uh, I think I got one of them right, kind of ish. Yep. <laughs> um, how many outdoor national championships? Did Jeremy McGrath win? Three. No, two. One. Duh. Nope. It was one national championship. Really? Woo! Yeah. 
Well, if you like for two fifties, I'm counting. Hey, Starling, watch your back. I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one is how many 125 Supercross main events did David Pingry win? Uh, five. Ooh. Uh, six. Ooh, I'm gonna give it to the closest. That's Chris with five. The answer is four. Uh, um, I almost said four too. Ah, right. That's right. <laughs> so, what national would often fall between Daytona Supercross and the next Super? Uh, yeah, what national would fall between Daytona and the next Gainesville. Supercross? Gainesville, Florida. Chris coming back strong. Uh, your next question is the the you're tied at two. Uh, what number did Davy Millsaps turn pro with? One eighty eight. The correct answer is one eighty eight. One eighteen was taken. He wasn't able to run his oh, favorite yeah, yeah, number in his that. first season. Uh, <laughs> he also kept that se- that number for one more season after that on Suzuki's, and then switched to one eighteen once he was on Hondas. Yeah. Well, congratulations, sir. <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, it's, this is uh, this is the last question, but I guess it's oh. uh, it's more or less just for bragging rights because well I guess you can no, tie it up, tie but it up. you can tie it up, Chris. Uh, what do Jeremy McGrath, Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, and Tom Cruise all have in common? They all bang the same hooker in Long Beach. <laughs> That's yet to be proven. I got. Proof. I have no idea. Um, who is that again? Tom Cruise. Yeah, me too. I guess I just thought of the little short guy riding the bike. Was that Mission Impossible where he's riding a motorcycle with like no hands? He he does ride uh, Mission Impossible, but uh, the the answer to the question is they are all shorter than five foot eight. Oh man! (laughs) All right, so let's get into some bonus round questions. James Stewart. Holds the record for uh, 125-250 Supercross wins. Uh, who has second place? Carmichael. No, McGrath. Wrong. I have no idea. Um, Chris? Not, well, not none of those mofos. Uh, Think Wind- of a guy who was in there a little longer. Wyndham? Nope. Wyndham was only in there for three years. So what do you say? Oh, for oh, 125 and 250, you said? Yeah, like 250F. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, so who has the most those wins? Yeah, or second most. Second most. Um, Roncada? Nope. Only one more guess for each of you. We're moving on to the next uh, one. Pastrana, and that's it. It's not Travis Pastrana. Fonseca. It's not Fonseca. It's Nathan Ramsey. Uh, This is the final question. What track does Mitchell Oldenburg's family own? Oak Hill. And your champion, Justin Justin Starling, with the victory, uh, absolutely trounces uh, Chris in uh, in the trivia. Uh, What do you have to say for yourself, Chris? I've never been trounced before. Thank you, sir. <laughs> no, you, you got it good. So, I think you normally, I, I think I've won most of these things with or without cheating on Brad's behalf. But uh, no, you did good. 
Yeah, I was surprised you knew the Dungy one as well as uh, Davy Millsaps, and uh, you're damn close with Pingree. Uh, you knew uh, how many McGrath had won. A uh, little bit, little bit off on the on the Nick Way stuff, but either way, a, a great showing, and that's why you ended up the victor. Um, well, you've already got your skateboard, so uh, we don't have much to give you in terms of your victory. But uh, um, another podcast at some point would probably suffice. Sounds good to me. A virtual high five. I, I enjoy this. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we enjoy it. Um, so uh, uh, the next thing coming up is the uh, Would You Rather, brought to you by 204 Skate Shop. Uh, Chris, do you want to run those down for uh, for Justin and give him an idea of what that segment's all about? I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, so this is um, <clears throat> kind of before we let you go, uh, lets people know into more about the daily life, you know, what's your what your likes and dislikes are, kind of type of character you are. So it's uh, just kind of a multiple choice thing. You pick one or the other. I'm sure you'll figure it out pretty quickly. You ready? Cool. I'm ready. Okay, Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Hard pack or sand? Uh, Sand. Uh, Upshift or panic rev? Upshift. Talk or text? Text. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. iPhone or Android? iPhone. A TV or movie guy? Uh, movie. Supercross or motocross? Supercross. Uh, these are Adam Antignap sponsored questions. Uh, six inch or foot long? Foot long. Regular or whole wheat? Uh, whole wheat. Okay, uh, switch or regular? Regular. Pamela Anderson or Carmen Electra? Pamela Anderson. Uh, earbuds or the like over-the-ear headphones? Over-the-ear. The ones he's wearing right now. That's right. Yep, exactly. Uh, gold or silver? Gold. Okay, I just can't get this out of my head. I'm going to go back because I was blowing and talk about random stuff. Uh, this lady came in the store today and she looked like three steps above homeless, right? But she had the freaking Wi-Fi beats on. Like she's getting calls on her like phone that's bigger than my hand, you know? And I was just <laughs> like, really? Like get your priorities straight here. Like those like bright white Wi-Fi beats and, you know, like two different shoes. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't get that in my head. So keep up with the big headphones, lady. Um, uh, All right. <laughs> Okay. I got a couple here. California or Florida? I was just getting Florida. those ones. Okay, then do them. <laughs> uh, fast car or lifted truck? Uh, lifted truck. Uh, blonde or brunette? Blonde. 250 or 450? 450. 450. MC or RC? RC. Two-stroke or four-stroke? Four-stroke. Chipotle or In-N-Out? Uh, ooh, tough one. Chipotle. And the most important question in the world, chocolate or vanilla? Uh, vanilla. Okay, what about vanilla versus everything else in life? Rocky Road. Ooh. ooh. Delicious. Creepsicle. Okay, well, that's it for the 204 questions. Um, I know I personally learned a lot about you right there. 
Absolutely, no, for sure. I, I always I thought you might have been uh, more of a talker, considering you like doing these so much. But he picks texting. Uh, yeah, excellent, great job doing those. Um, so, uh, just as some closing statements, um, what are you, what are your plans for the whole outdoors? And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is once, uh, like, obviously, there's a lot of riders who do um, the the Western swing of the nationals once things go east do you think that the uh, the field is going to thin out a little bit and that uh you might be able to capitalize on that and get yourself inside the top uh, the top 20 a, a whole lot easier uh yeah probably i know there's like a lot of kids out here like good Helen was i definitely expect to be the hardest because all these kids out here in california get to ride it every week all week every day you know every week of their lives Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I expected that to be the hardest one. And then same with Hangtown. You can still practice at that track and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it's 50 50. I know I've talked to quite a few people that have said they're only doing the first two and then they're going to go to Washougal. Um, so, yeah, it'll probably be easier. Uh, I don't want to look at it like that. And I would really want to get in the top 20 this weekend because everyone that was at Glen Helen will be yeah. at Hangtown. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot easier, but uh, I plan to make that happen this weekend, sort of not a uh, like a given. For sure. Uh, and so, uh, what are uh, what are some of the goals that you have going forward? I know you want to be a top twenty guy. Like, um, what's uh, like you, like is do you have like a a number in mind in terms of like a a, a top end uh, placing throughout the year, or uh, are you hoping to be on top of the box at some point? Uh, I think a top ten. Um, I think it's realistic, and I'm pretty sure it will happen. Uh, I feel really good. My fitness is way better this year than it was last year, and mm-hmm. my bikes this year are, are way better than I had last year as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think a top 10 is realistic, and it's also a really good goal because that top 10 is stacked. Um, and these are the top 10 guys. Those are factory guys, so you, they, they don't, you know, they don't disappear. They're there every weekend. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think top 10 will be good. I think uh, my goal to get to there is by Redbud. And then, um, you know, I, I want to be breaking the top 15 by Colorado. And uh, that's round three. So that's uh, that's kind of my goals. Right on. So that, that's, that's, those sound like attainable goals, and we wish you the best of luck to do so. Uh, how about you give your some thanks to uh, those who are helping you get there? Yeah, no problem. Uh, definitely my mom and dad. Uh, you know, my mom, uh, took a job to work for MX Sports where she's, uh, at the races every weekend with me. And, uh, that's huge. And then my dad has been the biggest, uh, definitely one of the biggest helps to me, uh, throughout my whole entire career, you know, keeping me on track. And, you know, he, he took off work this weekend to come out and I'm pretty sure he's going to go to all of them this year. He'll be able to fly out to all of them. So I'm really pumped on that. And without his help, I definitely wouldn't be you know, anywhere and, you know, the way my bikes are working and, you know, he, he pays for my motors to get built because I, I personally can't do it and even my suspension. So yeah, definitely a big thanks to him. And, uh, you know, my dad's definitely, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's a huge help, but, uh, XO entertainment, uh, Scott and Jeff over there have been a huge help. Um, basically was funding, you know, my whole, my whole racing and, uh, you know, we're putting some, some cool stuff together that you guys see here pretty soon. Um, as well as, you know, Altus Motorsports for hooking me up with some bikes for the year. And uh, we're going to keep that relationship going uh, for as long as we can. And, um, yeah, I'm really thankful to have those guys in my uh, in my corner. Uh, Dave at Engine Ice, 
uh, definitely the best coolant you can run on your dirt bike. You know, it keeps your bike really cool. And, you know, he's been a big supporter since I've been on little 50s. Uh, Enjoy, uh, graphics, they, uh, they stepped up this year and hooked me up. And I have a really good relationship with those guys. And Robert Brenner over there has got me dialed in on my bike uh, every round. By the way, that, yeah, that thing's looking good. Yeah, she's look, she looks nice. Uh, Do you see the picture on Instagram that I posted before Glen Helen? Yeah, no, I I uh, I, I uh, f- took a, a screenshot of that. And I'm going to repost it uh, upon the completion of this podcast because that thing's looking nice with the blue seat on there, the white on there. Oh, duh. yeah, that's a, nice looking, that's a nice looking bike. Amazing, but uh, yeah. yeah, they've they've been a huge help, and you know, any anything I've said to change or this or that, they've been on it, and I have my graphics within two days, so no, they've been really awesome. Uh, Everybody over at uh, Recluse, uh, we've done a lot of testing with those, with the clutches, and, you know, they've been awesome. And, uh, yeah, Works Connection, um, they've been a supporter of mine since I was on 50s. You know, they're they're huge, and I can't thank uh, Ryan over there enough. Uh, 100% goggles, there's uh, Mika Metals, uh, Bolt Hardware, uh, Factory Connection. They just came on um, as my suspension company for, uh, for outdoors, and they're... Uh, they're a new part of the group, and I can't be more thankful to have those guys a part of it. Uh, Pro Circuit, uh, Moto Hose, Sunstar, BPN Motors, uh, Twin Air, Precise Wheels. Brian Taggart built me an awesome set of wheels for outdoors, and we're putting together another uh, set of wheels that he can build me for uh, for the rest of the outdoors at the end. Uh, Dunlop, Renegade Fuels, uh, James Stewart over at 7, as well as Roger Larson at 7. Uh, the whole Stewart family, uh, Bell Helmets, um, Alpine Stars, Asterix, Nilo, Rockwell Watches, you know, just, just everyone that's been behind me um, throughout this uh, this season and even in years past that maybe I, not, I might not be with right now. Just, you know, a huge thanks to those guys for getting where I am and, you know, I wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be where I am if, I, uh, if it wasn't for those guys. Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure you appreciate all the hard work that they do to make sure that you can go to the track and only have to worry about going fast on the dirt bike. And uh, like I said, we wish you the best of luck going forward. Uh, it's way past your bedtime, 10 o'clock over there on the uh, the West Coast. It's uh, uh, just just past uh, 1230 our time. So, uh, uh, again, we thank you so much for coming on tonight. I appreciate your time and uh, wish you the best of luck going forward. You know you're going to have a great summer. Uh, racing all the nationals and uh, hopefully earn yourself uh, a national number uh, much lower than the one you have right now. So uh, hey, that's, that's although we do like headed. the 99 on you, we're uh, looking forward to next year, uh, hopefully as uh, low as possible. Yeah, so far I have a uh, 33 points and I, I had 15 last year. So <laughs> we're looking a lot better. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah, again, thanks so much and uh, we'll do this again. Sounds great. Thank you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.